What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rebunked. My name is Scott, coming at you live from Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm very, very grateful and very excited for this episode, you guys. But real quick, before we get too far into it, I just want to tell you how you can come follow and support the show. So rebunked.news is the website. Uh, you find all the links to the show. Uh, we got some affiliates at the top there, but uh, also, you know, it's a value for value show. You have any, uh, if you get any value out of the show, that's how you return it. Make sure you're following us on all the social media, t.me forward slash rebunked news in the telegram is probably the best place. Stay up to date with the show and make sure you're subscribed on all of the uh, audio podcast platforms. And then a big, big shout out to our friends over at Big Frog T-Shirts. Another great way to support the show and uh, just kind of represent your community. We got the big, sh- uh, we got this uh, rebunked t-shirt line. We got this, the famous, are you threatening me? Beavis Gadsden flag shirt. Uh, that's definitely been the the fan favorite there. All kinds of different designs. Go check it out. It's at rebunk.news forward slash shirts, or you can get a link to it directly from the website rebunk.news. And then of course, the last thing I want to shout out you guys, we've got an awesome event coming up here in Nashville June 3rd and 4th uh, at Liberty Hall down in Franklin, Tennessee. It's about 15 minutes south of Nashville. Um, It's just going to be an epic weekend of Liberty-centered music, comedy, lectures, live podcasts, community building. We've got an amazing lineup, you guys. We've got all kinds of folks, everyone from like Owen Schroyer from InfoWars. We got Alex Zett coming in. We got uh, Ryan from The Last American Vagabond, Mel Kay, our buddy Matt Baker. It's just going to be an action-packed weekend. Uh, so check that out. Rebelsforcause.com is the website. You can get all your tickets there. Um, and yeah, it's just going to be an awesome event. So thank you guys so much. All right. Without further ado, I'm going to bring in the man himself. Needs no introduction. Mr. Owen Benjamin. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, man. It's good to be yeah. here. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. So uh, it's funny because you were on episode 33. I was very deliberate about having you on back when I was on episode three. And now we're on episode 109. And so there's a little bit of 9-11 encoding in there, but I mean, I, I could have waited till episode one. Also, the amount of countries that a certain group was kicked out of. Oh, bam. That's hilarious. Okay. Dead <laughs> on. Dead on. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I've been, uh, you know, I've been following you for a couple, couple years now. So I got, I got turned on to you in about 2021. I want to take this opportunity to tell you my, the story about how I came, came to find it. Cause it's actually pretty funny. Nice. So I, I used to do a show called the Truthzilla podcast and we were set, we were booked to go on tinfoil hat with Sam Tripoli, right? And uh, we got uh, the booker reached out to us like the week before. And he was like, hey, man, I got to bump you guys out a little bit. Uh, we have someone we got someone we got to bring on real quick. I'm like, oh, yeah, OK, fine. You know, what I mean, a little salty. And then I'm like, oh, so I'm watching and I'm seeing what the, ep- the next episode to drop is, because I know that's who was the person that, uh, you know, they bumped us for. Right. And it's this guy named Owen Benjamin. And I'm like. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Right. <laughs> and, <I'm> like, <laughs> and then uh, I listened to that episode. I was like, oh. So this is what I've been looking for my whole life. Oh, nice. so, yeah, 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 dude. Episode was it? Was it uh the one where me and him got in the fight? No, no, no. That was this was this would have been like 2021. Uh, so it would have been like September, oh, November. Tell me, I was right about everything. Yeah, yeah. It was you guys. You know, you guys were best buds back. You know, you guys were totally, totally got along. It was a great episode, man. It really kind of got me. Uh, me and him fired up. known each other 16 years. Yeah. That's the thing is, we do have a bit of a. Uh, some uh, some salt between us. Sure. But I've known him for so long, like way before any of this stuff. Like we're, yeah. uh, you know, out, we're both from the same part of the country. He's from Cortland. I'm from Oswego, New York. And uh, and uh, we're, you know, in L.A. doing each other's shows for like so long. And so we'll have these little beefs, but it's it's yeah. fine. It's not a yeah. big deal. Yeah, no, not at all. I just thought that was hilarious because, like, you know, that's that was my entry in at first. I was like, who is this guy? And then, like, once I'd learned about Bertari and I started to, like, kind of open my eyes to what it was that was going on here in the community, I was just like, oh, man, okay. So, yeah, I uh, I went to the National Festival last year, met all the people, man. Like, we're going back this year. We got this really solid crew here in Tennessee. Um, yeah, we do meetups a lot. Big shout out to Meek Not Weak Bear, Crowned Bear, Princess Bear. I know they're watching right now. So yeah, that's kind of the, the Tennessee crew. So and I'm recording a, I'm recording a new special this year. Yep. I'm a little nervous about it because I haven't been on stage in over three years. But and I'm, the first time back, I'm going to record a special. But if anybody wants to attend the festival, it's BertariaTimes.events. And that will be Labor Day weekend on our own private land that we crowdfunded in Texas County, Missouri. So yep. bring the family. It's going to be a family event, camping, 
RVs, the whole deal. And so uh, check it out. It's a blast, dude. Like these events are so fun. You know, sometimes people can get intimidated because of my Wikipedia or various hit pieces or whatever, but it's like the nicest people in the world. And uh, it's just a good time. Really good energy. Yeah, absolutely. I can definitely attest to that for sure. So, you know, that, that was, I mean, we'll start there because that's one of the questions I was going to ask you, you know, I've got a lot of, you know, stuff I was hoping to talk to you about related to comedy, but, uh, mostly like, you know, what is that, how, what kind of feelings does that bring up? You haven't been on stage in a while, you know, I mean, obviously you're just riffing and running and some of the funniest shit all day, every day. But, you know, I know being on stage is, is quite a bit different. I'm a musician myself. I know that there's a lot of like, you know, it's, it's, it's different practicing in your room versus going up on stage so like uh, what, what kind of feelings is that bringing up for you well i've done you know i i don't know how many sets but yeah. maybe thousands so it's like i know i have that muscle but i would be lying if i said i didn't have a little apprehension after the amount of time that's passed but um i have a good feeling that it'll be like riding a bike and uh it's usually not advised that you record a special without trying any of the material but I've learned it doesn't really matter. I do new material every day on the stream and you know, what works works, what doesn't doesn't, and it'll be a blast. And uh, yeah, I, I like the energy of a crowd. Like I've always enjoyed it. And I was a heckler to Renaissance festival in high school. So it's like, I used to do biker bars and I've, I've performed outside in the rain in a parking lot in front of like four people, like, and I've done Lincoln center and the O2 arenas. And so I've seen the whole thing and they're, when you get to the level of performer where you really want to perform well and satisfy the crowd, but you also don't give a fuck is like the money spot Yeah, where it's like, you have no right to judge me, but I want you to be happy. And it's like, it sounds paradoxical, but when you get to that point, you really, it's all good, no matter what you do, you know, it's don't be too cynical or callous where you don't want, where you don't care about the audience. You know, it's like, uh, you want to make them happy. You want to do the best you can, but at the same time, they don't have a right to judge you and their reaction uh, doesn't affect the way you self perceive, you know? And so when you're in that zone, you're, you're going to be okay. Oh but it's man. Nerve wracking though. Yeah, no, I bet. Well, I can't wait to see it, man. I know that there's a big crew of us cruising up there. Uh, Miss QA bears in the chat, big shout out to her. Uh, she's up in Idaho and I know that she, yeah. Really, yeah, she, 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 she loves everything you do. Actually, she, Idaho. she originally told me about your work way back in the day and I maybe just wasn't quite ready to hear it. And then that's when, you know, later on I ran into you on the tinfoil hat show. So big shout out to Miss QA bear. But anyway, uh, so you just brought up something that really kind of is interesting. So you say the comment uh, that the audience doesn't, they don't have the right to judge you. Right. And that's, that's how it is. That's how it has to be. You have to be, to be in right, the yeah. zone, but you know, the state of comedy these days, it's like, that is the focal point. Like, like the focus is the comment or the, the audience somehow has captured the comic to where they get to dictate what the comic is allowed to say. They're the ones that get to judge and they're the ones that get to push back. And they're the ones that, and so like, how do we break that paradigm? You just, you just don't, you just break it. It's like, yeah. I was just doing tweets and, you know, I'm, I'm tweeting about how successful a lot of Sharia law governmental policies are in other co uh, countries. And I know a lot of Christians are getting a little butthurt, but I'm trying to encourage them. I was just tweeting about how brotherly competition, the masculine, like who can outperform each other, get, you know, have that competitive spirit where it's like, no, I'll make more fruit. I'll do more good deeds. I will show you that that we can outperform you is the masculine. And so I'm almost like coaching guys to do that. The tyrannical feminine is to destroy everything else. So, so you're uh, the best, you know, I used to do a bit about that, about how women are communist men are capitalists. Like women, if, if the, the one who's having the worst time sets the tone for the night where it's like, Oh, I got to go home, Tina. Brian's here with a new girl. And then it's like Voltron, they lick her tears and they all go home. Where men, it's like the weakest gets cut, where it's like, I'm having a bad night. It's like, get away from us, dude. You're buzz killing. But then the opposite is true, where, you know, uh, the man promotes the superior, where it's like, he's fastest, make him captain. The women's like, you know, she's prettiest, tell everybody she has herpes, where it's like, they want to tear down the superior in order to make themselves look better. And that's a female defense mechanism when they're single. When they're married, it's different. Like my wife's friends are awesome because they're not in competition. But the, the feminine is to break down the superior. And so you can't, as a man, you can't acknowledge it or bite. 
And so this whole Yelp culture where everyone has a right to talk shit and tear you down and judge you, you literally can't listen to them or acknowledge their authority at all because they don't have authority. And so one thing I'm trying to do with a lot of Christians right now is poke and prod them to have more children, uh, produce more, you know, create more, like really try to go hard. Because like when you look at conservatism right now, it's like, I don't drink Bud Light. I drink Bush because I'm not gay. You know, it's like failed. You know, and Charlie Kirk's like, what's the matter left? You won't talk about how Palestine won't let us butt F. And I'm like, you can cuss, you can curse, you can say whatever you want on this show. Okay, cool. Take it, take it as far as you possibly can. I'm like, no, you got to get, you got to, you know, because Little House on the Prairie, America in 1940 was basically a Sharia compliant Middle Eastern country. It's like, it's like decency codes, you know, no financial incentives to have divorce, no public displays of sex, no sodomy, none of that. And so uh, uh, I know I'm going off on a bit of a tangent, but it, all, it, but it all matters because what you just brought up about the tyrannical feminine, like the audience gets to dictate the performer only if the performer accepts it because the performer is the masculine, the one that's leading and providing and doing. The feminine is the one that's that nurtures uh, and makes warm, makes a, a house, a home, a lot of beautiful things, but they don't get to, you know, ankle bite. You know, and so and so when you're looking at it as a civilizational thing, which is what I'm currently looking at, you have to produce, you know, whoever has more kids wins. And so birth rate matters. And so all these like Christian intellectuals that have just philosophized their way into zero kids and, you know, no wealth creation, no work ethic, but they just, you know, eat the cracker and drink the wine and they can't wait to go to heaven. I'm like, you're going to be replaced. Because these people are having six kids. They're working three jobs. And it's like, I'm trying to coach people into back, uh, flipping back into the masculine. And the competition is where it's at, where it's like, it, I would love to see a world where Christians are like, you know what? Fuck you, Muslims. I'll have more kids. I'll, I'll start a better business. Because then everybody wins. Yep. Versus like, oh, no, Muhammad was whispered by a demon. You there are going to hell. I'm already going to heaven. Tee hee, tee hee. It's like. Dude, that's the feminine. It's trying to break down everyone else so that you look taller. It's like if you're in a competition of big build buildings, you have two options. You either build a bigger building or you burn everyone else's building. And the feminine, and I'm not saying women are bad. It's just that's their nature, uh, especially when they're not led by a strong man, is to attack all competition. Whereas the masculine that I would really love people to start embracing again is brotherly competition. Who can build more? Because then everybody fucking wins. And so that's what I'm really trying to challenge people right now. Because I'm back on Twitter, and my Twitter is fucking going big again. Mm -hmm. And uh, and one of the main things I'm hitting on is like, that's why I like Missouri. It's the show me state. Show me the fruit. Show me what you're doing. You know, like do it. Actually build it. Don't just hide behind Jesus like you're already saved. You know, because I'm seeing that. You know, after science just shit their pants. It's like people are swinging the other way, which is great, but don't swing right into another Pharisee. Don't swing, you know, hiding behind Fauci or hiding behind Jesus is not going to help you. You like really go at the truth and go at strength and productivity and family and, you know, really encourage each other to compete again and not just ankle bite and shit talk, you know? Yep, absolutely. And, and, you know, something you said in there too, it's like, uh, I think your journey is very emblematic of the uh, just the not backing down piece. You know, that was one of the things that really uh, like resonated with me when I first came across your work was just like you were just like relentless with that. And like I had been, you know, we started this show. We were very I lived in Oregon at the time. And, you know, I was living in a job where I was faced with, you know, like getting fired for not uh, for taking the shot. Right. And so I was used to to not backing down and also losing a lot in the process, you know, obviously not to the degree you have, but like that that spoke to me so much. And just like it's in my life, I have seen the fruits of that so much, like standing hard on my principles, not backing down, knowing that, that no matter what, as long as I just stay rooted in my principles, it's going to be okay. And I will be delivered to something a million times better. And your journey is very much the same. We're like, now we're seeing it. Like, you know, you're getting back on Twitter. You just got your D live channel back. Like, this is insane. Like, it's like what, so I was going to ask you, what do you attribute that to? Is there something like in the zeitgeist? Do you think that just the, the overall temperature of the room has changed? Um, it, I, I feel like, again, it's just, 
no I'm matter what, stubborn, the, the universe. I'm more stubborn than the Jews is what it came down yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you know how much better your life is now because yeah. I see this pruning. Yeah. Because in the natural world, it's like um, you want to burn the dead wood. You got to prune the tree. So you sometimes when you're growing blueberries, you don't allow them to give fruit for five years mm -hmm. so that when it pops, it pops. Like pruning's fine when they're like, we're going to take this away from you because you're holding your ground. You should. Like there, at first it is scary. I'm sure the first time you went through that, it's like, oh, they're going to take everything. At this point, I'm now like, good, show me where the death is. Mm -hmm. Like take the cancer because they're only going to take what they, what belongs to them, which is death. Mm -hmm. And so what, what do I think attributes to it? I had a really interesting thought today about why Elon Musk put me back on Twitter because that led to my DLive replatforming. We're trying to get back on YouTube, even though that's not looking very promising, but um. I think it's because I was listening to Elon and I'm no fan because of all the space stuff, but he does understand uh, population. And I was listening to him talk about how the population collapse is going to be the biggest problem in the future. He's talking about how the birth rate is like done. And I can tell it bothers him and he has all kinds of kids. And I can tell that um, this is just a theory. I have no idea if this is true. Cause I, I literally can't figure out why they put me back on Twitter. Cause it's like, you know, I'm not predictable and I'm not branded and I'm not, I never take money for anything. So it's like, I'm a grifter CEO types, worst fucking nightmare because you can't buy me. You can't predict me. And I'm going to point out the truth of grifts. And that's why I'm banned from everything. I've never even been accused of a crime. Like I have a great family. I'm stable. I milk the same animals every day. I'm not exactly a threat to society. You know, Snoop Dogg's doing commercials. You know, it's not about morality. It's about predictability. So I'm like, what is the one thing that's really predictable about me that Elon probably wants? I end every stream with be fruitful, multiply, don't be fruity and boil guy. And I'm mm -hmm. actively getting people to have more kids for years and years and years. And so mm -hmm. I think a huge portion of the elite class wants a population collapse, especially like the gay elite. They're like, humans are a virus on this planet, club of Rome, environmentalism, horseshit, horseshit, horseshit. Elon Musk doesn't appear to be that. And the and I am a strong fertility guy. Like there's hundreds of babies named Owen because of my encouragement for people to have kids. You know, it's like, I lead, to, I, I'm not, you know, all praise to God and all that. I'm not taking claim on life, but like, my message has led to a lot of men having children. And so if Elon is really serious about birth rate collapses, I think that that may be the reason he put me back on because I cannot figure out why they put me back on because I'm like, because I'm not like a hateful guy. I always knew that was horseshit, but it's like now a lot of people get to see that I didn't get crushed. I've accomplished more off Twitter in the last five years than I was on you know, Hollywood can't cancel comedians like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of calling out a lot of these false Pharisee institutions. And it's like, but there could be a, a baby boom. And so that might be what it is. Yeah, totally, man. And I think, you know, I think people are just done. People are done with the the the, the woke nonsense and just like all that stuff, man. Like, it's like they're, they're like authenticity. I've heard you say this, you know, authenticity is like the currency of today. You know, it's like when you latch onto someone that's saying a true message, like that's priceless, you know, uh, it's 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 like and it's like, you, you know, your comedy isn't not hateful there's no supremacy involved in it it's like these are the things that they build up to keep us divided you know whether it's race and religion it's like these are the things that are constructed to keep us partitioned off and and yelling at each other right but when you go into uh the speakeasy and it's just like just intense <laughs> comedy that burns all those down to the ground and we're just left standing there looking at each other laughing it's like they they lose all their power but it's like exactly. you know, when you have when you have a chat full of like you know like people of every ethnic background just laughing and having a good time it's like i mean that's that's something that they should fear because all of these things that they construct to divide us and conquer us are just we can just laugh at them and then and then when you break through that and you're at this new you know, once you break through all, because these are spells, the spells that have been cast. Spells, once, yeah. once you break through those and then you go to a meetup and you meet these other folks that have taken the extra step to go to a meetup and you know, they've gone through that fire. It's like, oh, so you're like a real person too. You know, it's exactly. like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's a powerful, powerful thing that happens. So, That's why I was so perplexed why they put me on. Cause I'm like, 
You're exactly right. The spells, like I'm doing jokes about Asians, like, oh, I mean, yeah. and then I'll do a joke about blacks, and then Danish, and then yeah. Canadians, and then all this stuff. And they try and paint it like it's hate, but in reality, it breaks their entire control mechanism. Mm -hmm. And I didn't used to understand that, that the comedian is an extremely powerful position in society. That's why they're throwing a million dollars at these jackasses for Netflix deals. I never understood that. I'm like, us? And then I was like, oh, we're the ones that can destroy 100 million in propaganda in one fucking joke. Caitlyn Jenner yeah. was woman of the year, hasn't been a woman for a year. I did that years before Chappelle did. Mm -hmm. And that that was a spell break. Same with the uh, the Charlottesville thing. You know, like my whole thing is, you know, I I, I really want to show black people how much I care about them. So I researched what really, uh, like what really uh, kills the most blacks in the world. It's not police, it's uh, malaria, it's mosquitoes. So. I show up to this event with all my tiki torches because I'm keeping these fucking mosquitoes away. You know, <laughs> I'm just doing these jokes and everybody's laughing. They're like, oh, the tiki torch is such a dumb prop. And I'm like, I'm wearing my best khakis. I'm fucking chanting. I'm getting it going. <laughs> and then this fucking guy that just got vaccinated hits a bunch of people with his Dodge Charger. And everybody's like crying, laughing, and the spells are just popping. Yeah. It's the same with all the, the women's stuff. Like my, my, um, like the female uh, soap opera music, like, oh, I went to Wendy's. Who the fuck is Wendy? You know, and then the, like the whole like, this is what's in a man's head. Hey, baby, how's your day? How was my day? Well, the fact you didn't check my Facebook means you're oh, I want to. Oh, you're so hot. I want to fuck you. Oh, you just want to fuck me? I'm just a piece of meat. No, I don't want to fuck you. Oh, you don't want to fuck me anymore? Let's rub it. You know, and I'm and they're like crying and they're not getting divorced. They're understanding each other's communication. They realize that that it's all bullshit. And then the power structure starts being like, oh, Jesus, oh, no. Because, and then the same with the Holocaust jokes and the 9-11 jokes, all this stuff. And uh, and then it gets to a point where they're like, we have to silence this guy. And I'm really fortunate it's not like killing me or something. They're just like, he's not allowed on Airbnb. And so now they're letting me back in. And I wonder if it's because the spells have led to such a population collapse, they don't have labor anymore. Because like, I was listening to Sam Harris in 2012 talk about how there's about to be a crisis because there's no more because the AI trucking, there's going to be 3 million unemployed truckers. And it's now 2023. And I keep looking in trucks and there's always a fucking guy in there, Sam. In fact, the AI is replacing people like Sam Harris. I can type into chat GPT, bitter Jew ranting about no God. And it's like, my name is Sam Harris. Like you could literally recreate Sam Harris's voice, face, and his entire worldview with a program you can get for $2.99. You want to know what you can't do? Drive a truck. So the irony about these fucking overlords is they build all this grand technology that replaces them and all the window washers and plumbers and carpenters and truck drivers have never been more valuable. And so they're like, oh, shit, get on Benjamin on so people start fucking again. That's my only idea of why this could have happened because it doesn't make sense because I break their spells all the time. And the new spell is the running back to the church Pharisee spell. Mm -hmm. All these churches that say Jesus wanted you to vaccinate. Only us are going to listen to Coldplay, rave the, wave the rainbow flag. We're the only true church. It's the same trap. And I'm a spiritual guy. I love Jesus. I love God, all that stuff. But like, I also love science. If they get you in a corral where they say, oh, how dare you, science says it, squirt stick, that's the same as the how dare you, God says to go fight in Verdun in World War One. you know? It's mm -hmm. like, and so I'm trying to break, because that's the next spell is a big war push. And that's why I think it's going to happen in a lot of these mega churches. They're going to say, oh, how dare you, Jesus says to die for China. And so that, and I'm trying to break that before it happens, because those are all just massive blood fucking rituals. Yeah, and there's really no better way to do it than through comedy. comedy. And they absolutely recognize that. They absolutely recognize yeah. that. And plus, in addition to that, too, that is the one thing that will never be replaced by these AIs. Like, they could never craft a joke with the nuance that a human can. I mean, that's almost the new Turing test, is if you can make a third person belly laugh to the degree that, you know, someone is actually funny. I mean, because we, we have machines that could, you know, with the classical Turing test, you communicate with a device, and if it convinces you it's a human on the other end. But no, no, no. It's like, we're beyond that. Like, like they've already achieve that right so it's like the belly laughter that's the true turing test now but uh and, and they recognize like don't yeah. be don't yeah. be pattern recognizable it's like yep 
You know, it's like uh, they just did a whole podcast of Joe Rogan, another guy where people couldn't tell it wasn't them Whoa. because he's such a brand like an AI can figure out what he's going to say because it's following an algorithm and it's, you know, that's all he's doing. So if you don't have authenticity, these bobbleheads are done. Like you can just replace anybody on CNN with a, like Anderson Cooper may not have been here for five years. Like that could easily be a AI generated hologram and a chat GPT. Like he isn't a real man. And you know, it's like American Psycho, where it's like your flesh, you can feel warm flesh, but you're just not there. You know, my name is Patrick Bateman. Yeah. It's like, I, I'm not saying Anderson Cooper doesn't exist, but like, you can replace him with a very simple algorithm, you know? And I stop listening to podcasts when I can always predict what they're going to think about every single topic, because I'm like, what's the point? Because people will tell me, they're like, oh, I don't agree with everything you say, but man, I fucking really like your podcast. It's weird. I'm like, if you agree with everything I say, I'm chat GPT. Like that, what value would I have? I'm nothing, you know? Yeah, yep, absolutely, absolutely. And then the other, on the flip side of that too, that is like the one thing that we can hold on to as far as like our humanity goes is our sense of humor, our ability to laugh at these things. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, one of the things I was going to ask you or just get your take on, I've heard you talk about it recently, is just, you know, part of the, the psychological operation to remove people's sense of humor. It's like these younger generations, it's like they're humorless. Like they, 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 it's like getting offended all the time. Like, do you feel like this was a deliberate effort to remove people's sense of humor because they realize how effective comedy is? Like if you can remove the, the person's ability to laugh at the world, then you've completely enslaved them. Well, they're also, they're still capable of laughing. Cause it's like, if you give me one of those guys for a, <laughs> a couple of days, they're laughing at my bike jokes. Yes. I mean, it's game over. Yes. That's the thing is they can't stop it. That's why they have to yeah. stop comedians. And I tell people like one of the first things I say when they're like, oh, I'm offended. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I almost say like I, I treat them like they just told me they shit their pants where it's like, oh, sorry. Sorry to hear that. And they're like, no, I'm, I'm like saying you're offended means you're weak. Like that's not I, I don't cater to that. It's like you pooped your pants. Like, if you're offended, you're admitting to me that you have a weak character. So it's like, and, and then they're like, oh, how dare you? And then, but then they break and they, and they heal. It's like, everybody can fucking heal. I always tell people that if your heart's beating, you can heal. You know, if you're still here, there's a reason you're still here. So it's like, yeah, I think a lot of young people, but I, I know a lot of young people that are awesome. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. there's a, the, like the, there is a mass amount of them that, they are humorless because of victim consciousness. It's almost like everybody became a fucking fake Holocaust survivor. It's like, well, as a non-binary unicorn, as a Holocaust survivor, you know, as someone who watched 9-11 on TV and as a descendant of a slave, it's like, uh, that's, that's slavery. That's the, the prison to put someone in is victim consciousness. If you view yourself as a victim, you're a slave. You know, the slave, the actual slave that's a, that's grateful for his day, works hard, eats his meal, you know, they're actually more free than the quote unquote free American that views themselves as a victim. It really is a mind game. And so humor is a de-victimizing thing because the laughter comes from releasing the victim narrative where if you can't laugh at it, it owns you, you know, and so. It's actually a really uh, important thing to do to yourself is like, what, what can't I, like, what do I tense up about? Like, what mm -hmm. is the knot in my soul that I can't admit about myself? You know, and that's, um, whether or not it's when people call you fat or like, for me, I was starting to get really pissed off because I'm usually in really good shape. And for a little while, I started getting a little fat. And so when people would call me fat, I was like, oh yeah, how dare you? And then I was like, fuck, that's my, that's my problem. And so I started like running again. I'm, dropping weight but i'm also just like who gives a fuck you know it's funny yeah absolutely and, and you know i can tell anybody if anybody wants to do a little self-help little self-improvement like tune into some uh some of the big bear shows right because eventually yeah. he'll touch on the thing that that's like oh okay and then it's like that's maybe the that's, that's the thing that's yeah exactly exactly yeah. exactly so like for me it's kind of funny so mine is uh is 12 steps. So I've been sober for like, well, clean almost for like uh, six or six and a half years about. And 12 steps is a big part of it. And then when I hear people, all the, I'm like, but you just don't get it. Right. But for me, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like, um, 
it's just my turn today. You know, that's a great way to listen to listen to the show too, where it's like, you I know, make sure to give props to 12 steps. So like, yeah, you yeah. want to make fun of AA. No. I make sure to say, you do. I know people that that has literally saved their life. Cause yeah, I yeah. like to, uh, cause I like to, I like to, uh, to make sure that that's a thing. And I don't go hard at 12 steps yeah. because, uh, I've known several people where that was the thing that pulled them out of a fucking gutter. But but and it's so just funny. I just know that's my sacred cow. And it's so funny because every time, like <laughs> I've heard other people talk shit about it. I'm just like, damn it. That's just, <laughs> but it's like, what but do it's they just say about it? Uh, I mean, it's culty. And I, you know, I have to admit too, like a lot of people have different experiences in it. Like particularly women kind of have like, I've heard women have really awful experiences in it, you know, cause like the, the guys are kind of, could be kind of predatory and stuff like that. Sometimes I've heard horrible stories about like sponsor, sponsor relationships and stuff like that. Like really, fucked up shit you know what i mean but and so i get a lot of the criticism and like you know a lot of the outsource th there's a lot of victim consciousness in it there is it's like yeah, i yeah. am an addict i am an addict but like for me what that does is it reminds me that like dude the second i turn my back on this thing i am fucked and i oh, and, you know, that have had that happen and so that's what the way i look at it that constantly self-identifying as an addict like that's where that plays in for me you know like that I mean? with brownies yes Dude, I don't need any fucking brownies <laughs> or cookies anymore because it's like, because I'm like the minute, because I, I used to always say, I'm just going to have a brownie. You know, yeah. I earned it. I worked hard today. I'm going to have a, because my wife cooks them from like our homemade butter from our cows. It's like insane. Yeah. And as soon as I hit one or two, it's like a crack pipe. Like I'm six, seven deep. And, uh, and that's why I won't even give myself a puff. I'm like, I haven't had a cookie or a brownie now in like six months. Nice. And I think part of it is admitting I have a problem with it where I'm like, mm -hmm. I know I'm the guy that can't have one cookie. Like I never will be. Yeah. Like I never will be a one cookie guy. Like my sons, I don't know what it is about. It. I think it might've been some like childhood stuff. Like my dad to show his affection would take me to Taco Bell or some shit. Yep. Like, I, I don't know what it is in my head, but like, same thing, same here. I, yep. I literally am like that cookie represents love on some yep. level. And so if I'm like, if I'm like, okay, I'm just, I'm just, my sons can be like, oh, I have half a cookie and I'll save the rest for later. I'm the dude who's like, there is no saving for later. Yeah. And so that's why admitting you're an ad, I get, I understand the criticism of like, don't identify as a victim, but at the same time, it's like, know your, your personality traits. Yeah. Like there are personality traits in my, like when I was first trying to be monogamous, my whole thing was, uh, don't ever drink around women. Cause I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, faithful and monogamous sober. Uh, but if I'm drunk, I'm totally not. And so it's like, okay, at what point do I turn the corner and become a piece of shit? Cause I was just starting to date Amy and I'm like really trying to like make it work. And I'm like really into just promiscuity. And I'm like, okay, if I take a shot with a woman, I'm fucking done. Mm -hmm. So that's cause you always want to start, stop way before, like when you're taking your clothes off, it's fucking way too late. Absolutely. You know, so it's like, when I take a shot, that's consent to like chaos, where it's like, cheers to chaos, you know? And then the rest of the night, you're off, like you're doing a choose your own adventure and you're going the wrong fucking way. Yeah. So as soon as I started saying, okay, I don't drink with women, it was like, bang. It was like so easy for me because sober Owen had no problem not cavorting with women, but- I drunk Owen did. And so I couldn't be like, well, I'm just going to casually drink with these strange women. It's like, then I couldn't, I, I, my whole life would have been ruined, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that, man. It's, I mean, it's just, uh, it's just one of those things. And I guess the other big thing too, like my other big sacred cow that was, uh, that has effectively been slaughtered was the idea. I was totally dude, the, the type that was like, yeah, kids, that's just an inconvenience. It'll stop me from doing what I want to do with my life. And I've been like that my whole life, man. Like I, I don't have any kids. You know what I mean? like well, you know what I mean? Like I literally was like that until like really getting into your streams. And then I was just like, fuck i'm completely wrong about this you know what i mean and just seeing that and so so i've kind of recalibrated my entire uh you know what i'm looking for in a woman you know um and all that stuff to to absolutely that be the focus so so that's that's where i'm at with it right now so so hopefully maybe in the next couple of years i'll have something to report to you on that but yeah that was my big one to fall i used to be the same way dude i was yeah. like i was like kids are just buzz kills i i yeah. wanted to do a sketch once where crying kids on an airplane i was going to do an invention called baby bubble i'm like put a fucking bubble on the kids so i can be hung over and not listen to the fucking kids screaming like i wasn't raised no one ever i don't know we're me and you were probably similar ages it's like you're you uh where it's like the 90s mm -hmm. 
No one ever said to have kids. It was like, yep. no one ever, ever, ever. It was all about like Pearl Jam and blowjobs and joints. Like nobody ever was like, you know, you should have kids one day. Like yep. no teacher, nobody. And so um, I was the same way. And so I'm just really, it, it, I think the bigger thing isn't even how many kids do you have is do you at least see they're good. You know, like even if you don't have kids, it's like at least understand that it's important to have kids, you know, that society functions, yeah. you know, supporting families. You know, there's a lot of great bears that don't have any kids. And they're as long as they understand that it's good to, like, support the idea of families and keep the public square clean and all that, then they can be just as happy as people with kids. It's just like it's that sterile, like hatred of family, like gypsy thing that uh, a lot of people have it's like very selfish that i think leads to their own misery apparently gypsies just take other people's families right i think we learned that's what i heard about that bastard so uh you know and then so yes absolutely having that messaging for younger people being like you know kid family is wealth right family is wealth but then uh the other thing too so i run my own handyman business which is a new development in my life like i'm in full-blown entrepreneur mode and a lot of that motivation comes from like the you know the bear community and the interactions i have with these people in fact uh meek not weak bear and i like we've been crushing jobs together we met at a bear meetup and uh you know we've been networking and like just doing oh my god it's just like it's that's the whole thing do you see my screen today at all did you Uh, listen to i had a chance to listen about half of it i haven't finished it but i talked a lot about the tax codes entrepreneurial uh you know working for yourself and how Mm -hmm. like if because people are acting like i i had all this cheap easy money being a stand-up comedian i'm like it has a failure rate of 99.9 percent. so i was trying to give young people advice i'm like look low like look at the things that you think are below you to make a lot of money and have a great life like my brother's a tree guy Yep. I know people that clean windows that make more money than me. It's yeah. like, think about, cause all the write-offs too, you can write off all your tools, all your equipment, everything. It's like small business uh, entrepreneurial spirit is fucking great. And it's only going to get more valuable. And so, cause people complain about taxes. I'm like, if you do 1099 and you like just work for people, everything in your life is a write-off. Like for me, like my internet's a write-off, my fucking, all my animal stuff's a write-off because I sell my milk, like all of it. It's like my phone's a write-off. Everything comes off your income and just try and get your income as low as you can. And then you're living in your wealth, but you're reinvesting it in your community. It's like, you know, and so many people have money and they can't do shit. It's like my brother will just take out a tree, charge 500 bucks, chop it up, sell the firewood, you know, and he's doing a service for people. They're happy to fucking pay him. You know, and, and that's the way to do it. Like really look like I think the whole selfless service based mentality is how you people become uh, very wealthy where it's like, what do they need? Like, how can I serve my community? And they'll be happy to pay you. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and so for, for me, I kind of stumbled into this. My joke is that I kind of ac- I just accidentally started my own handyman business. <laughs> really, what it was was like I, I talked to my buddy Dean Reiner who has a great show called the Up Is Down podcast. He's out in Oregon and he talked about how he moved out of Portland out in the sticks, and he basically just went down to like a feed store and like put up a sign on a like a bulletin board saying, like, uh, you know, I'm around, I got some trucks and some tools. If anybody needs some help, and he's been able to support himself doing that. I'm like, yeah, so I moved here to Tennessee my career is as a drug and alcohol counselor and I was going to apply for jobs doing that. Right. And while I was applying for jobs, I literally, after a conversation with him, I made a post on Facebook, just said, Hey, you know, my name's Scott. I got a truck and some tools and some like local Facebook groups. If anybody needs some help, you know, holler at me. And then poof, I just got dozens of responses. It was insane. And I just like, I have been riding that gravy train ever since. It's just been crazy. I'm like, well, I guess that's what I do now. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then, and then I've learned so much, you know, acquired tools. And then like, I I got, uh, other contractors bringing me in because they see my ad and what I'm working on. They're like, yeah. And so it's just like, it's been this crazy, awesome thing. So, you know, that's one of the things I love to talk about on the show is just like ways to decentralize your reliance on the system, get out of the system, you know, find ways to be entrepreneurial, even if you don't have the skills or the or the means just like let's find something one step in that direction and for me right now you know the podcasting stuff is actually starting to uh bring in some income with some of the side stuff related to it like i run a couple Substack pages and stuff like that and it's like i'm seeing now in my life where i'm able to even now take a step back from the handyman stuff as my uh as, I, as that income gets replaced with other things too. So it's not like if you're, so to me, what that says is like, if you're in 
like a nine to five type job or something like that, you can pursue other interests that bring in income and you'll see that's not like an all or nothing thing. Eventually it'll get to a point where you can take like a step back and go down to like four days a week. You know what I mean? Or like three days yeah, a week. Yeah, and slowly, yeah. So you can actually incrementally take steps out, out of the system. But yeah, the point is just there. to start. Yeah. The point is, yeah. is just to start. Yeah. Just one step at a time. Yeah. Uneducated economist. I really like that guy on YouTube. He works at a lumber store, like retail, like, and he's uh, Oregon. He's in uh, Aurora or something like that. Something like that. And uh, yeah, he's like a wage guy, but he had so much insight into the lumber industry because he loves to read about economics that his YouTube channel exploded. So now he's like talking at all these big conferences, like Rebel Capitalist Conference. He's like hanging out with all these. And he's like this working class guy. And I can almost kind of tell that he could quit his uh, job now and just do YouTube, but his job is like, his job is where so much of the insight comes from. And so it's like, it's interesting because it, people say to me, they're like, yeah, you make a good living. Like, why are you fucking milking animals twice a day? I'm like, so much of my insight comes from that. You know, like uh, goats, cows, alpacas, farming, all this stuff. Like, you know, a lot of this stuff I lose money on. Like all my blueberry bushes died and shit. It's like a pain in the ass. But all the fractal insights from nature that I'm in every day and having this like laborious life of like shoveling manure and all this shit, it, it gives me this extra advantage in my social commentary that I wouldn't have if I was just a, a talking head. And so it's interesting to, to balance that out. Like you probably will always want to do some handyman stuff yeah, even yeah, yeah. when your podcast keeps growing because- It'll it'll be your your source of like insight, you know, like so much of my insight comes from the natural world, you know, like productivity, birth rate, all this stuff. I'm looking at the global financial system as how I manage goats. And I've done videos about that. And people are like, man, that's fucking mind blowing. I'm like, every farmer can see it, you know, and that's why I'm looking at religion as you know, law. It's like basically like the metaphysical claim on a law of a civilization that leads to uh, population control and wealth creation. I'm like, it's really not this like emotional triggering thing. Like, how dare you? I'm like, dude, look at it like you're farming. And what's the fruit? You know, pruning the trees, banding the balls of the weakest males, you know, taking the, the taking the milk while you give them the grain and put, put them in debt and all this stuff. I'm like, it's fucking fascinating. And I wouldn't know that if I didn't keep my feet in the dirt, you know, like I basically a subsistence third world farmer and a well-respected commentator on the internet. It's like, it's a very interesting dichotomy that works really well together. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's perfect, man. And it's very inspiring too, you know? Uh, I mean, okay. So while I got you here, I want to talk a little bit about like parallel systems, building alternatives, because that's what it's all about, man. And so we're trying to do this little event ourselves here in Nashville. We're trying to affect, cause ours is more like centered around like, uh, liberty, art, music, comedy, that sort of stuff. And we're trying to like affect the culture. Right. And so obviously you guys are doing a huge event too in, in Missouri, you know, we're trying to build alternatives and like, that's the whole idea. It's like, we don't, have to and, and i kind of like i kind of got a little bit of a reputation like during 2020 2020 2021 of the bullhorn right you know they said i was like born for the horn like got some crazy videos like doing all that stuff but now i'm at a point now where it's like man dude like they just want us engaged on that level they want us yeah, down yeah, there yeah, yelling yeah. at government buildings they want us doing that instead of building alternatives which literally is the solution we don't have to engage no. with them on any level we don't have to fight them we don't have to overthrow anything we don't have to nope. do anything violent we don't have to be suckered into anything we don't have to engage on any in any level all we have to do is like go outside and build our own thing and as that failing system continues to collapse they're gonna look over here and be like what are those guys doing over there and it's 100%. just like but but now is the time like now is the best time because best because because yeah the 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 the, the clamps have kind of loosened a little bit and while a lot of people are just like oh i guess it's over we can just go back to normal it's like no 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 right. this is where you double down right now this is where you continue exactly. to do these meetups and people are getting pissed at me because I was saying that about the trucker rally yeah. in Canada. I'm like, all those truckers, you want to really fucking get noticed by the system? Find local suppliers and local businesses and offer them free trucking with the, with the money you're spending on gas and all the time sitting in Ottawa honking your horn. I'm like, just offer free trucking to local uh, businesses and you will get their attention.
Yeah. And people are like, no, I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, you're screaming at, at empty buildings. And it's the same thing with exactly what you're talking about. It's like, just start doing your own thing. It's a lot like going through a breakup where you're like, no, to see Tina, I want Tina to know she's a fucking bitch. It's like, get another one. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but Tina's got to know. Tina's got to know. Tina, you bitch, you were wrong. It's the same thing. It's like, if you have a problem with them, it's like, no, but they control your life. Why? Why do they control your life? Like, what is it that they're doing? And the beauty is you don't have to do all or nothing. You can just do a little at a time. Just like we have our own meetups. You know, we have our own social media app, app.bertaritimes.com, where it's like, we're we're sick of complaining. You know, we're done complaining. So it's, yeah, here we go. You go to our app. There's no outrage. It's all the good, the true, the beautiful. People building fences, people having pets right there, a nice sunset. You know, because my rule I made for myself is I don't complain about anything unless I'm actively building a solution. You know, part of the solution, not part of the problem. So it's like, so it's like if I'm upset about GMO food or if I'm upset about, you know, the price of food, I've got to grow my own. I'm like, I now have a farm stand where me and my wife sell arugula, soap, milk, all kinds of eggs, all kinds of shit. It's like, it's simple. Yeah, we'll make 80 bucks. You know, it's like probably cost more for the fucking sign right now. But it's like, we're in it now. That, that 80 bucks was like one of the highlights of my year. When we first put out a sign and we look in the jar and there's $80 in there from selling arugula and eggs, I was like, holy shit, this is how you start working around it. And it's like, and that's all it is. And it's the same with, with marriage. It's, oh, they're telling us that we can't fucking, who cares? Get yourself your own kids, get yourself your own social media, get your, and then I tell people, and we have no debt, no outside funding, no sponsors, nothing. And I tell people like, you know, subscribe to unauthorized.tv, five bucks a month, super chat when you can, whatever, because you're going to get entertainment from me that is not sponsored by Pfizer. Every fucking comedian I know on some level is sponsored by Pfizer. Yeah. That's why none of them made fun of the fucking lockdowns of the vaccines. They want to kill you for money. They're literally hitmen. So it's like, if you want to be outside of that, you have to actively pay for it. If you want milk that isn't made to kill you, you have to fucking buy it from your neighbor. And so if you have a community that's starting to take that responsibility, it's like, yeah, but I don't like what you said about it. It's like, then go fuck yourself. Yeah. So you, I, I'll let people complain to me or like bash me about like, oh, what he said to Jim Bob about Jesus. I'm like, you're on Facebook. You're literally writing that on Facebook, you fucking morons. And they're like, oh, how dare you? Or they're like, they'll be on Twitter talking shit and i'm like you're literally the medium is the message i heard that when i was a kid that the medium is the message like how what medium you're using for your message is actually the message itself and so but the good news is is people seem to be getting it i mean we have a magazine we have all this stuff and you know it's like dudes like me like not to it's pretty obvious i'm not in it for the profits i'm not in it for the glory you know i walked away from fucking hollywood it's like, so if I, if people can't find themselves supporting what I'm doing because of a theological difference, or I made fun of fucking Charlie Kirk too much. It's like, you know what? Just take the vax and why don't you head on into the camp and call it a day yeah. because they're going to be selling their fucking kidneys in no time. I called that years ago. It's like the, your, your, your pro your value will be your organs. And it's like, uh, Oh, how dare you? It's like, okay, dude. That's it. That's game over. Well, I mean, there, there's prisoners now that are like, you know, you sell your organs to get out on early on your sense or some shit. I think I heard some. Oh, anyway, France, yeah, all these places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, it's just, like, it's so funny. Like uh, people that served in the military will call. This is a true story. They're now killing tons of people. They'll call their like VA equivalent and they'll be like, oh, I need a better ramp for my wheelchair. And they're like, uh, the best we can do is kill you. <laughs> yeah. People are like, what? And they're like, yeah, we have a new euthanasia program. It's called like Angels with Wings. They always like call it something sounding like nothing yeah. like what they're doing. And they're like, we can offer a really good service where we just, uh, you know, take your life and your organs. And then we call it a day. And people are like, some people take it. They're like, really? okay. You know, people are like, yeah, I, I have a really hard time walking right now. What, what can you do? And they're like, best offer we got is we'll kill you for free. Yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. like, okay. And I'm like, 
They're cutting off the genitals of children <laughs> and they're killing vets so that they don't have to pay for like a, a fucking leg. And I and people are like, yeah, but I just can't. You just don't think we went to the moon. So I yeah. just I just don't know about you. I'm like, you know what? I don't care, man. Fuck yeah. it. Yes, yes. Boost on up, man. Boost on up. So what tell us about so tell us about unauthorized.tv. So what tell us about how that all came to be and what the people could expect over there. Me and my buddy Vox Day, it's just Vox is just a genius. And years ago, when I was getting kicked off everything, I mean, I was kicked off PayPal, YouTube, Vimeo, Venmo, Airbnb. They would just, they just gauntleted me and I wouldn't back down. I, I just would not blink, you know, and now I'm back on Twitter. The devil blinked, but unauthorized, you know, it's been a growing process, but we, you know, we uh, started off just a place where you could watch my videos. You know, we got our servers attacked, all this stuff. So we got our own private servers and slowly got live streaming and slowly got our own payment processing. And all. And so it's been years in the making, but it's just, as Vox always says, it's one step at a time. And, you know, he's a genius. And if, he's the one who uh, invented, he well, he invented the terminology around this male social sexual hierarchy. So if you've ever heard the terms like Sigma male, that's Vox. You know, I'm already the gamma, seeing the gamma, the gamma, the <laughs> Sigma, that's Vox. And so. Yeah. Vox is one of those unsung intellectual, like behind the scenes mastermind guys. And, um, and so his streams are all there and the legend Chuck Dixon who created Bane, you know, uh, a lot of really good creators are there. And so it's just a way to support. And he also has Castellia library and he now has his own uh, book printing press that he has in Europe. And yeah, there's Vox Diversity. There's my wife does Old World Appetites, which is, uh, which is, uh, you know, her cooking and how to, it's more for women about how to like, you know, be productive there. Our friend Wrangler Star has a couple of videos on there. Yeah. And so um, it, it's really cool. And so Vox is doing a lot of really good stuff. And then if you subscribe to Unauthorized, again, five bucks a month for the Feed the Bear subscription, you also get an invitation to Social Galactic, which is a, entire social media network that they created. And then we have our own Bertaria times, which is a little more focused on the rural life, like uh, homesteading, homeschooling, starting small businesses, starting families. Like I know a lot of people that have found their wives or husbands there and totally. Yeah. And so I'll give another shout out right here. So because of the meetups we were doing, so my, my good friend crowned bear and smoky mountain bear, now they're together because of these meetups. So that's awesome. That's where it's at, man. It's It's like, Vox always says, you know, the, the future is for those who show up and just yeah. show the fuck up, you know? Yep. Yeah. And I can, I can personally attest to it, man. Like uh, the Bertaria Times app. You can also get it on the App Store, Play Store. You know what I mean? Like it's a fantastic resource. Um, yeah. I've, I've, I've thrown out. I had a friend that was looking for some dowsing rods and I'm like, Hey, does anybody know how to make these? And I had some guy from Montana reach out. I was like, yeah, I've got to fabricate copper. I can send some over there. And it's just like so many just network, like people like, just that are in the network that i mean that's the big thing too is like supporting people within our network you know what i mean like that's that's the best the best way to opt out of this of this system is just to support each other within our community right the whole in-group preference thing but uh you know between if you're if you're anywhere out there if you're like lonely if you're looking for like-minded people like like the bertaria times app has been like such a lifesaver for us and it's like yeah it's not the own show either it's like because people accuse me of being a cult leader a lot yeah and I made a point that when we started Bertari Times that I wouldn't post more than two or three times a week because my goal was that at least half the people on there wouldn't even know who I was, was my goal. Sure. And we're getting there. And that's always because I've never wanted to be a cult leader. I'm just really good at what I do. And I am a community leader. And so uh, I don't want to tell anyone what to do. And I'm not a person. That, like, if you disagree with me, I literally don't care. I disagree with me three weeks after I say shit all yeah. the time. Yeah. So it's like, I didn't want the cult of personality. I didn't want the app to just be what did Owen say today? So it's like, I make sure I keep it like mellow with what I post. And now we have like 20, 25,000 people on there. And a lot of them don't know who I am, which was always my goal. It's about people, like-minded people. There's no obscenities. A five-year-old could scroll on there. We have a very strict policy there where it's like no obscenities, no outrage, no, like we weren't even, I'm very against vaccines and very against masks, but we didn't even bring it up throughout the whole lockdown. It's not going to be the place to talk about the hell. Our whole thing was, it's the place that we want the world to be if the hell wasn't here. 
And so it's also talk about sobriety. It's good for people that are sober because they're not going to be triggered by a bunch of shit either. It's not going to be like, you know, it's not going to be, you know, alcohol ads or like scantily closed women or stuff that's going to pull you into the darkness, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I just can't say enough good things about it. So uh, the other new project I want to get your, uh, have you tell us about is the old ladle TV. Tell us about this. Oh yeah. We have so many great <laughs> creators. We have so many great creators in the bear community that we just wanted another site just for them. And, you know, Google has a verb now, so we have a verb like to mm-hmm. ladle. And so we have documentaries and we have uh, cartoons and we have music and we have all kinds of really good stuff there at ladle.tv. And so, yeah, we've just tried to be as productive as we can without any bank loans, no sponsorships, no investors, nothing. It's all 100% community built based on small donations. And that's it. And we also are crowdfunding to buy more land in Missouri where we're having our event. That's BertariaCampgrounds.com. So look into that. We already purchased uh, 13 cows and we are producing like 100,000 pounds of uh, hay this year already. So we're not fucking around. You know, people want to peep. There's been so many people that just their entire life is complaining about stuff that we can fix. So we're just trying to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course you mentioned this earlier, the magazine, you guys are doing your own magazine. Like how awesome is that? I think I should have my fourth issue in the mail any day now, but like, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about building alternatives, building stuff, like being in action. And so like right here, it's like, there it is. Nice. It's all written by community members. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all about like productivity and surviving. Yeah. You know, the newest one, it's called thriving the winter. It's just, yeah. you know, cause it's, it's like, yeah, media sucks. Fake news, fake news, Hillary, deep state, blah, blah, blah. It's like, all right. So what do we do about it? Do we just sit and bitch or do we like, let's make media that doesn't want to kill you. That isn't sponsored by, you know, poison squirt sticks. And it's like, yeah. so that's why when people have issues with my, like, you know, NASA views or theology or anything. I'm like, you know what? Then just go fucking just go to the mainstream. Like, I don't care. Yeah. You know, you're never going to find that perfect thing. It's the same with settling down with a woman. It's like people want it. People sometimes will use that excuse to never like get skin in the game. It's like, you know, Debbie was really cool, but I just, I didn't like her aunt. It's like, dude, my, my grandparents got married because they had like socks. You know, it's like we come from like a, a past that was very hard. And so, you know, get that mentality and just start crushing. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys, there's links to everything we've been talking about down in the description below. But uh, I just want to say, as we're winding down here, we got a couple minutes left. So, uh, you know, when you're in action and you're actually doing these things and you're, you're actually accomplishing in the real tangible world, it's one thing to talk about. It's another thing to do it do you know um you know we can spend all day talking about the vaccine bill gates world economic forum but we're actually out there doing stuff just leave us with this like how does that make you feel how does that make you feel facing the beast looking at looking the beast in the eye and just saying fuck you i'm gonna go do my own thing like how do you feel today you know having accomplished what you've accomplished well the the big accomplishment for me is to not be afraid of the beast or even feel antagonistic to it i almost see it like as as like they're doing me a service, like something really switched in my mind when I realized that the ADL was attacking everybody doing Jew jokes that would compete with me. I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, Hey, ADL. I've never actually called them, but I was like, ADL There's another comedian doing Jew jokes. Shut them the fuck down. You know? And I'm like, Oh, everybody is just operating. Like in the natural world, a coyote does a service. An Eagle does a service. Everything bacteria does a service. It's like, when I started viewing them as like mine, like my Jews, my Jews do a great job. My Jews work hard. My Jews are great at the Bertari intelligence uh, uh, group. Big, my, my big boys, my big agents boy. are big, you know, because if you just see people as what they're supposed to be doing, uh, it's fucking great. And so the World Economic Forum and Bill Gates and all this, I view them as like, oh, they're like they're like zombie catchers. So all the zombies that would want to break into my house and take my guns or something, they they're fed, you know, hormones and fucking porn and op- opiates by these guys. Thanks a lot, Bill. And dude, I know it sounds dark, but it's like if you view everybody as doing something that you can benefit from, you go from being having a loser mentality to a winner mentality. Where it's like, you know, I was calling out big Bill Gates. I mean, my Wikipedia used to shame me for saying Bill Gates is trying to lower the world population by funding LGBT and vaccines. Okay, 2020, 2021, they took it off my Wikipedia 
because it came true. They do it all the time. They like, so I told everybody, I'm like, look at this TED talk. He's telling you he's going to use vaccines to kill you. He's like, if we do a really good job on vaccines, we can lower the world population by 15%. I'm like, and everybody's like, yeah, but you don't think we went to the moon. And I'm like, oh, so these guys manage those guys. And I will, I'm not satanic. I'm not cynical. I'm always, my door is always open to anybody that wants to hang and talk about this shit. And I think there's always a path back for everybody. But if people want to be crazy retards, it's like, okay, well, Klaus Schwab's got some bugs for you. And as soon as you're done with that shit, you can come back to reality because they can't stop the sun from shining, the rain from falling. The AI is not replacing what they thought it was going to replace. They can't stop your fertility rate. I mean, I used to drink all the time. I'm like, I've riddled with sin in my young years. Our last child I fucking made with like eight pumps, like super fertile. It's like, you're fine. You can out, you can... I mean, I used to do like in Hollywood, I've done like blow and I've like done all kinds of shit. My fucking balls still work. So it's like, that's it. You know, they can't stop you. They, they can manage the retards. And if you view it that way, where it's like, oh, the FEMA camp is going to be, that's going to provide a service for highly dependent people with no other options. If they can leave, great. If not, it's Auschwitz. That's what Auschwitz was. It was a, it was a camp for dependent urban people that pretty much all fucking died. Because dependent people that can't provide for themselves are fucked. And so if you want to get less dependent, there's a path for that. If you're still super dependent, there's a path for that. And so I know it sounds cold and Germanic. You know, I come from a very uh, Germanic line. Like my mom would be like, don't cry if it's cold. It'll freeze to your face. You know, very like utilitarian. And so, but if you view it that way, you won't get bummed out. You're like, you'll see Klaus Schwab and his little Jedi gear. And you're like, oh, he's just he's just a very damaged guy trying to have control over consenting weak people. And that's it. And if you don't view yourself that way, there's a way out. Because this realm, there is a God and it is fair and there's always a choice. And so it's it's a fair realm. If you choose out, you can get out, you know? Yep, you absolutely. Get what, you get what you choose. You get what you ask for. You know, that's that's true. I've seen it over and over again. Yeah, and I just want to end on this. I just want to end on this. Is that this thing that you say all the time is just never forget everybody that it's just an offer. And that whatever they're going to offer you, you don't have to take no matter what. No one forces you to do anything. It's an offer you can choose to accept one way or the other. So, exactly. all right. Owen, man, thank you so much once again for coming on, man. Fantastic conversation. I really appreciate you taking the time. I loved it. Uh, uh, let me know. Let the people know one last time where they can find you. Anything you want to shout out? Uh, I do a stream every day. I mean, Rumble and DLive and all those places seem to work really well. Unauthorized live streams every day as well. So if you have a membership there. Uh, but I'm on Rumble, Odyssey, Telegram, VK. We decentralized after we realized we couldn't put our eggs in any basket. So I'm pretty much on all the... Uh, I, I'm not allowed on YouTube on any level. Like even just my piano yeah. streams will yeah. be fucking With no off. video, with no video. Yeah. yeah, even with no video, with me just covering Pink Floyd, they take it down. I think they have employees just to take me down. But I think I can outlast them, too, because yep. I'm telling you guys, there's cycles. You know, I, I was in a two-year lawsuit with Patreon. I watched this shit. So executives will cycle out. They'll have a whole new business plan. They'll lose their funding. They'll gain other funding, blah, blah, blah. And, like, YouTube is just a, a stack of papers. It's not like a guy. You know, a lot of times we like create these egregores that it's like a guy or like we're fighting YouTube. It's like, no, it's just a series of systems. And so we can literally outlast them. And eventually we will get to a guy or just a, a group of policies. that's like, why the fuck are we not letting this guy? He's going to make us money. And everyone's like, hey, well, he, he doesn't think that the anus is a sex organ. Yeah. And it's like, OK, what the fuck? All right. So that's that's it. Cool. All right, man. Well, thank you so much. You came, you saw, you conquered. I appreciate it. We'll uh, catch, catch you soon. Have a good peace, night. You All right, peace. All right, everybody. Look at that. That was awesome. Was that not fun? Was that awesome? Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. That was a fantastic episode. I'm very stoked. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Oh, you know what? Well, I got you here. Screw it. Let's run this commercial uh, so you guys could get a little more hyped up about the event in Nashville here. So all of you that may be tuning in, all you bears that may be tuning in for the first time, check this out. Does this not look awesome? Be right back with you.
Um, so there you go. What do you think? You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. So come hang out with us June 3rd and 4th in Nashville, Tennessee. It's going to be epic. You guys, I can't even tell you how much fun it's going to be. Uh, rebels for cause.com, not rebels for a cause rebels for cause.com links in the episode description, get your tickets, come hang with us. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you so much for everything. Big shout outs to everybody in the chat. I'm sorry. I didn't get to everybody. Uh, thank you, Sarah, for the $20 tip. Hamza, I see you, you sent some, uh, Hamza said, okay, they want everybody to be fat lesbians, plus they want everybody to be ugly sluts and slut makers. I mean, that's true. We need to get Owen to the Nashville event this summer. Yeah, I mean, as you, you, if you follow his work, he talks all the time about how he's never left the farm in like five years, and that he is going to the Missouri event, and so that's a big – I don't think we're getting Owen for the, the event. I don't even want to ask him. Like, that's not – yeah, but but you guys, you guys should all come. All you guys, you guys should all come. You guys should all totally come. So, all right, guys, much love. We'll catch you next time. Uh, we've got the Unjected show tomorrow night. Uh, we've got all kinds of cool stuff coming up next week. Uh, let's see, I think, let's see, Tuesday I'm talking to Jason Bassler. Um, I've got a few more from uh, the Free Thought Project and Policing the Police. i got a few other things coming up. I just can't remember off the top of my head. But, uh, yeah, until next time, no fear, just crush. Peace. See you later.